Well, hi there, it's Phil Main, and welcome back to another edition of A Life That's Good. You know, one of the great things, one of the things I love most about living here in Midwestern Ontario is the food. Surprised? (laughs) Fresh, locally grown food. Man, it's the thing we do best around here. So, thank you, farmers. Some of my favorite memories of raising my kids are the times that we went picking together, whether it was apple picking in the fall or strawberry picking in the spring. It was always so much fun to see them light up as they picked a sample fresh from the tree or the plant and who are we kidding, shove it straight into their mouths. One of my favorite spots for that is Morrison Berries near Lucknow. They take a lot of pride in what they do there and their family is a family who loves family, so seeing yours in the strawberry patches brings them a lot of joy. My guest this week is Emily Morrison of Morrison Berries. We're going to talk all about the family, the history, how it all started, and what it takes, and it's a lot more than you might think, to grow a delicious, fresh strawberry. Morrison Berries, this week on A Life That's Good. So I did all the um, sort of the cyber stalking to, to find out who, I, like I got all these messages, great ones from Morrison. Berries, yeah, that's, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure which Morrison yeah. I was talking to. And I, I thought Cindy was coming in, but no, it's Emily. Yeah. Emily Morrison. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm tremendous. Cindy is your sister-in-law. sister-in-law. And Mike is your brother. Isn't my little brother. All right. And uh, parents are? Ralph and Sandra. Yeah, Roger's the uncle. Uh, yeah. Uncle yeah. Roger. Uncle Roger. And Aunt Vicky have pizza. Across the road. It's our and favorite Friday night of the summer. Mm-hmm. It's so wonderful that we can work all day in the strawberry fields and just walk across the road for dinner, not have to think about what we're going to have on Friday night. And, yeah. and we're actually going to be featuring our strawberry milkshakes there one <gasps> Friday night this summer. No so. Well, the Morrison clan is responsible for much of my eating joy in my lifetime between the strawberries and the pizza. So thanks for coming in today. We want to talk about Morrison berries and where it all started and how's it going and all of that stuff. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being here. Emily Morrison. Let's talk about the history of Morrison berries. Where did it start? Sure. So Morrison berries Country Market uh, is my home, is my farm outside of Lucknow on Highway 86. And I have grown up with strawberries since I was born. Um, My mom and dad. Ralph and Sandra started the farm before I was even born. And the funny family joke story is that mom and dad got married in March of 1985. Mm-hmm. And mom came home from work in May of 85 one day to find dad planting strawberries in the farm. And she stopped, got out of the vehicle and said, what are you doing? And he said, planting strawberries. And she said, did we have this conversation before we got married? <laughs> and so that's what happened. So he was kind of functioning under the better to ask for forgiveness than permission? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I, he went on a, a farm trip to California and saw strawberries growing and uh, decided that that was cool. Nobody else in the area was doing that and came back home and and went for it. So you said 1984? Five. 85. 85? Okay, Wow. I love strawberries, man. I'm so glad Me that too. he uh, Me too. challenged your mom. <laughs> and so are a lot of people. So you uh, were raised on that farm then? Yeah, absolutely. Born and raised. Um, still hear people yelling at my dad when my mom... I was born July 4th, right in the middle of strawberry season. So mm-hmm. mom was even out there nine months pregnant selling strawberries with wow. me in her belly. So yeah, I've always been... 
eating strawberries. So was it kind of a hit right from the get-go then? People like lost their minds and went, wow, fresh strawberries right here in Huron County? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have many people come and tell me stories of when they were kids picking strawberries. And, and yeah, um, they have kids now and bring them. I just had my first baby and can't wait to, to have him crawl Aww. through the strawberry fields and eat them as he goes. And Aww. we're just, yeah, so excited to welcome everybody. Welcome yeah. kids to the farm. Have them go out and, you know, eat as many strawberries as they can in the fields and just see them all come out like red faced. And we love it. Yeah. Like, don't worry about your kid eating them. We'll definitely crack jokes and ask them to weigh themselves on the way in <laughs> and on the way out. Sure. Um, but uh, we love it when kids come out red faced. Well, I'll sure. tell you one of my favorite memories of my kids are all grown with babies mm-hmm. of their own now or getting married. And mm-hmm. uh, I have a picture of the three of them picking strawberries yeah. at Morrison's. And it's one of my treasured memories. Yeah. Also a picture of my uh, wife and her mom two summers ago, I think now, picking strawberries at Morrison Berries. And again, it's just, it's just, it gives me that, uh, as my son's kindergarten teacher used to call them, warm fuzzies. It it gives me that feeling that's just a nice family feel, I guess. Yeah. And we love seeing families come out because we like pride ourselves on growing the best strawberry that we can. Mm -hmm. Our strawberries are different than what you'd get in the grocery store. And so we, that's why we love people coming and eating them because we want them to understand the difference. Now, if you do get a strawberry in the grocery store in June and July, and it's got that Ontario strawberry logo on it, you Mm -hmm. can guarantee that those are our friends. We actually have a strawberry association that we all hang out in the wintertime. And we talk about what problems we might've had or what worked really well. And it's such an amazing farm family that we can go to and ask questions and and everyone wants to share because we all want to be successful. So if you see a strawberry from Hemans in London or Howe Family Farm in Elmer, um, they're they're friends of ours. So you can totally get those good ones. Well, during certain months of the year, I look for Morrison Berry's yeah. sticker on them and when I'm in the grocery store. And some of the local grocery stores carry. Yeah, so we kind of do a, a 50-kilometer radius, Kinkard and Sobeys, um, Wingham Foodland, uh, Brussels, Clinton Foodland, Seaforth mm-hmm. Foodland. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, we love taking them. And so if you can't make it to the farm, finding us in your local grocery store. There is a huge difference between fresh-picked strawberries and the kind that we get that come on a truck from California or someplace. Yeah, and yeah. it's um, a big part of that is the variety of strawberry that is chosen. The, what? the variety of strawberry that's chosen on the California farms compared to our farm. There's I did o- not even know there were different varieties. Yeah, there's over 30 different what? types of strawberries, varieties of strawberries. There are different shapes, different colors. One strawberry on our farm that is actually deep purple. And it is the sweetest berry on the farm. And so they can range from with all different colors, all different tastes, all different sizes. So when we look at the list, we kind of get the list every fall of maybe a new variety that's coming on or the old faithfuls. And and they list the characteristics of that variety, color, shape, taste, size. And if they last well on a transport truck. And my brother and I, we always do not pick those ones because those ones um, are are selected to ensure that they last from California to Mississauga to your grocery store four, five, six days on the truck. Um, And because ours just stay within a 50 kilometer radius, there's no need to worry about that. So that's what gives us that opportunity to pick that. How many varieties would you grow? 
we grow between six and ten on wow. the farm. You know, really? we've got our old faithfuls, and then every year we kind of plant different ones to see if they do well in our climate, if they do well in our soil, if people like them. How how well do they? hold their taste and shape after we pick them mm-hmm. because you know we we pick them put them in the cooler um and and you know make sure that they're there for at least that day and then we want them to last in your fridge at home for right. for a week too as well so those are all the things that we think about when we're selecting the different varieties and and growing them on the farm how big is the farm it's yeah. not just the patch right beside the red hut right no, no. we have um we range so our strawberry plant lasts four years. So we plant it, and in the first year, we actually let it grow for about a month or two, mm-hmm. and then we pluck all the blossoms off, and we have to do all of that by hand. Oh. And so then all of the nutrients then go back into the plant to make it a stronger plant in its first year, and instead of producing a berry. And then in years two, three, and four, they grow great strawberries. And so we actually have different plots on the farm that are all in a different year. So we're always planting one field and we're always tearing down one field. Okay. Yeah. Wow, this really, I thought you just let them grow. Wouldn't that be nice, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little bit labor intensive. A little bit labor intensive. Oh, man. So, how many people work for you then, as you and Mike? And then my mom. Yeah. um, And then usually we are, you know, we are very lucky the farm wouldn't be the farm if we didn't live in a strong Mennonite community. Yeah. And we are very fortunate that all the ladies of our local Mennonite farms come and they pick for us. So wow. usually they arrive by 637, try to beat the heat, and they are wonderful. And they've, they're they like my family. You know, They've watched me grow up, some yeah. of the ladies that come. And so they come and pick for the day, and then they're usually gone sometimes sometimes in the high time it takes them just two hours to pick 200 flats and then um, other days like they're for sure usually gone by lunchtime so they come and then usually there's about two or three um, other young girls uh, high school students that come and help us out so very high intense seasonal usually we work every day and then i promise the girls that come you can have all of august off (laughs) so come give me all your time in the months of june and july and then you can have all of august off but it's very uh labor intensive and and but because it's also seasonal all of us have off the farm jobs as well so we all take vacation time during our holiday time, the family literally schedules out our different vacation weeks mm-hmm. uh, to match up. So there's always some uh, a Morrison on the farm. And then um, if you have a baby, I definitely plan my maternity leave to have two strawberry seasons off. <laughs> I'm not sure that, that people from uh, from away, I'll call them people from away, understand how much we pay attention to the weather right. in Midwestern Ontario, but you more than probably most people when you're farming, right? Yeah, because like, you know, the, the one thing that can kill a season before it even starts is frost. Really? And if you're not out there doing frost protection, which is an all-night adventure, and you're protecting the strawberry blossoms... Um, for that 30 minutes when the sun comes up in the morning, mm-hmm. you can lose your entire season before it even starts. Frost protection. What does that Frost. look like? The technology has advanced so much over the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder 
to this day, like what our farm would be if my dad was still alive and could witness the the technology advancements and all that, because he was the tech guy. Yeah. You know, he was the the risk taker, the jumper inner, the the researcher, and everything. And but my brother has really studied and kept up with the technology and and implemented different technologies on the farm. So now we even have a moisture reader that sits in the plants. And we stick probes down into the soil, and we can read the soil moisture 12 inches below and right on the surface. Mm -hmm. And then it also, and it's solar powered, and it reads the temperature too. So we're actually, when there's risk of frost, we lay out overhead irrigation system. Mm -hmm. And so then we turn a sprinkler system on. And I always have flashbacks to my grade 10 science class because it was (laughs) in science class that they talked about strawberry frost protection to teach us thermodynamics. And who would have thought that, you know, what I'd been living my entire life would end up on my grade 10 science exam. But um, so we create through that water, through the night, through the cold temperatures, we spray water on the blossoms to create a layer of ice. And then essentially when the sun comes up in the morning, the sun will hit that ice and it will melt the ice and it'll create heat through thermodynamics. And that heat will protect and keep the flower blossom warm. What? If we didn't do that, when the sun comes up and it would burn the the blossom, that Uh beautiful yellow part, and then it would deform the strawberry and it might not grow at all. So it's like we so we stay up all night. We read the temperatures. We wait until it gets down to that two, three degrees, even like before, because we want to get out there before it hits that zero. We want to create that ice barrier. And then we want the sun to come up and we want to melt. And that's how we protect our little beautiful flowers. Unbelievable. So So you you don't just sit back and wait for them to grow. They're not perennials. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That that just that blows me away. So you were saying about uh actually before i think we started to record that you just took the is it the straw yeah so um we apply straw and there's maybe that's why they're also called strawberries is is one of the uh the folk tales we apply straw on the strawberries in november december so we want the cold snap to happen uh so it kind of kills any like bugs or disease or or you know bacteria that might be in the plants um, from when they've like kind of rotted and died uh, mm-hmm. you know at the end of the season and it also kind of then creates a barrier between a, a nice little blanket to protect them through the winter time in the snow so then when we come through the snow so they've got their blanket they're sleeping all winter and then we when it comes to springtime when just like everybody else when the fields are strong enough to withhold a tractor we go through and we brush off the straw and say okay it's time to wake up now you guys can start growing and then on the flip side that straw we then push it into the middle so that's when you come to our farm and we hope that uh, solves lots of weed protection so it's a nice clean weed free uh, field for you to come pick strawberries the straw is there for a better experience for you so when you're like down on your hands and knees you're not walking in mud and right. and stuff like that and then also that straw keeps the mud down and so when it rains it doesn't splash the dirt up onto the strawberry so that you can pick it and throw it in your mouth in half a second flat and it'll be beautiful nice. for you so the straw actually does a whole bunch of different fun things for the strawberries all year long. And that's another thing that uh, in November, December, we're still 
being strawberry farmers, even if it even if the the building has been shut down for about four months. That was one of my questions, actually, on the uh, the list here. What what do you do when you're not growing strawberries? I Sleep. guess you're kind of always growing strawberries. <laughs> We're always growing strawberries, but then it's sleepy time. Yeah. Through, <laughs> so what what is your season as far as like? Pedal to the metal work and yeah. starting in a- um, April. May? Yeah, it, April kind of is like when you're work, you're checking on them. You kind of maybe once or twice a week we're we're walking through. Is there slugs in the plants? Because they they slugs love strawberries. Doing weed protection, fertilizer spraying, uh, making sure there's herbicides and fungicides, uh, depending if they need them or if they don't need them. And then, yeah, doing that frost protection, making sure everything's growing. If the weather hasn't been so wonderful, like it has been in the last couple of weeks, hopefully sun and heat come soon, we can almost put a cotton blanket over top. If you ever driven by the farm sometimes and you see these big white sheets mm-hmm, out. I have. We that's we call them a blanket. And uh, it, it traps the little heat that does come under the blanket and then it'll speed up. So we are trying to always aim to have, you know, strawberries start that second week of June and then having you come pick your own by maybe Father's Day weekend and then like having a, a full blown schmozzle of strawberries by Canada Day. Nice. So, so um the season, the actual season of strawberries is So on our farm June, July? Our farm is June, July. Um again when we talk about different varieties of strawberries and larger farms than us, farm friends from London, from Almer, they actually have what's called day-neutral strawberries, and they produce uh, two times a year. So their strawberries start kind of the last week of May. They'll go dormant and then come alive again in August. So you can have Ontario-grown, locally-grown strawberries from May to August with all of our different farm friends, but we only grow that once-a-year production strawberries on our farm, so June and July. Emily Morrison's with us. Morrison Berries. Uh, do you want full disclosure? Do you want, do you want me to tell you a little secret? Yes, please. I was a little bit nervous about this particular interview because I thought, what are we going to talk about? It's strawberries. I had no idea how involved it was. Like varieties and what and holy. And I got a whole bunch of fun facts for you. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's also on my list. Uh, Millie said, make sure you ask for some uh, little known fun facts about strawberries. It's right here. Yeah. So, so have um, at it. Yeah. Well, uh, fun fact. Number one, uh, strawberries are the only fruits that have the seeds on the outside of themselves and not the inside of themselves. Hmm. Never, you're right. Never thought of and that. And you can actually, if you see a strawberry flower, um, which when if you come to the farm with your kids, I'll definitely love to teach them, you know, the life cycle of a strawberry. I'll try to find a strawberry flower so they can see. Those seeds are the yellow part of the flower and then it grows from the inside out and it pushes those yellow seeds out so um when we so that's why frost protection is so important is because essentially the middle of the strawberry flower is their skin so amazing mm -hmm. and fun fact number two yes uh seven strawberries have more vitamin c than an orange so when you come to the farm just make sure you eat seven and then you'll have your vitamin c for the day so much easier than peeling an orange too Okay, I'm down for that. Seven strawberries a day. I think I could do better than that, actually. 
Did you always know from the time you were a little girl that you were going to be a strawberry farmer? Or did it just kick in one day that, I love this, I have to do it? Or how did, um, how did that happen for you? Yes, I always knew I wanted to have this strawberry farm be a part of my life. Um, my brother wants to be that full-time strawberry farmer. He's got a cow-calf operation, and they've just started selling their own beef. So okay. you can get grass-fed beef at the farm as well. Nice. That's from our, this exact same farm that the strawberries are growing on. Um, and he does cash cropping, but uh, yeah, strawberries and strawberry farming is something. So much I've to wanted. Sandra's surprise, it was in Ralph's blood, and now it sounds like it's in your exactly. blood too. It is, and um, you know, but it wasn't until I left for university and studied business mm-hmm. to bring that that knowledge home that I realized, gosh darn it, our Huron and Bruce counties, um, Perth and Gray, like we have it made like yeah, this don't we? community and these people are so beautiful and how could you not want that's why i guess it's called cottage country everyone yep. comes up to visit us and to we're so lucky that we have this place and and then it's funny you know it wasn't again until i left that i realized whoa, strawberries are pretty cool. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, all my friends had a different type of farm growing up and we were just the strawberry farm. I didn't think that that was any different than anybody else. (laughs) Cause you know, my one friend had the pigs, my other friend had the dairy, my other friend had the thousand acre cash crop. And, uh, and I just, yeah, it's, I didn't realize kind of what I had grown up into until I left. And, um, I've tried really hard to come home and and keep it going. What else do you sell at Morrison's aside from strawberries? Uh, a lot of things with strawberries in them, like yes. there's baking and uh, yeah, um, our strawberry pies are becoming more popular mm. than uh, than strawberries themselves. Really, um, definitely call and book them ahead because it's they when I put them on a dozen on the shelf, the next person comes in and buys them. Mm. Makes me happy and cry all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, we have a full strawberry glazed pie and tarts um, that started off of a whim too. Mom looked through the cookbook one day and she was like what do I do with the day old strawberries that are left at the end of the day and she tried making a pie and it worked and we've been making them ever since uh, strawberry jam we just started selling strawberries our, fa- our secret strawberry sauce that makes our world famous strawberry milkshakes as I say mm-hmm. and uh, and then we got a couple of years ago we got a big uh, deep freezer and a flash freezer and so now we pick every single strawberry we possibly can. We throw them right into the freezer as soon as possible. Flash freeze. We can freeze 12 pounds of strawberries in 45 minutes. And they're all individually frozen. And so they're packaged. And you can buy them all winter long if you want to. Quick story. Last, last summer... We were on our way to visit Millie's grandparents. They live up near uh, King Carden, and we're passing Morrison's, and she said, let's see if we can get uh, some kind of a treat. Uh, And so we popped in. There were four strawberry tarts left. And uh, so we got them. I don't think I've ever seen Grandpa so happy. The pastry, too, is like spectacular. Oh, yeah, that's homemade. That's homemade. We we make all the jam on site. We make all of our pastry on Mm. site and we get all ready. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a so it's a cut crust and then a filled to the brim overflowing strawberry glazed tart and pie. 
What's your favorite way to eat a strawberry? Straight from the field, walking straight through, picking and grabbing. But um, if there is, you know, maybe some extra glaze left over in the pot and it's just not enough to make a tart or not enough to make a whole pie, you know, grabbing a fork, sticking a strawberry in the pot of glaze and just eating it. It's like a sugar explosion in your mouth (laughs) or taking a little bit of ice cream and drizzling strawberries and hot glaze on top of vanilla ice cream. I'm ridiculously hungry right now for strawberries. <laughs> you saw this card sitting in my um, on the table here. Eat Local Huron. Yes, I tell everyone I can um, about Eat Local Huron. If you know, it's been a really great organization, and it's really supported us as uh, a small farm business, and it's you know really allowed us to capitalize on picking every strawberry we can, freezing it, packaging it up, and then you can get strawberries, frozen strawberries, uh, that are just as wonderful in the wintertime as in the summertime, uh, delivered to your door if you're living in Huron County. And so we have two different sizes of, of packaged strawberries, and whip them up, thaw them, eat them right away in your lunch. They'll be thawed by the time your lunchtime comes. Or, you know, milkshakes, smoothies, pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I work uh, part-time at uh, Cowbell as a tour guide, storyteller. And that's one of the things that people mention a lot is the food that comes from the restaurant because it's, I, I believe it's 80% locally sourced. And people go, how do you do that? And these are people from Toronto or sometimes in the States or even, even Kitchener, Sarnia, London. I, I think a lot of them are unaware, not all of them, but some of them are unaware that that's what we do here. We yeah. grow food. So personally, like even Millie and I, we go, we need to buy more local. Like yeah. go to our abattoir, you know, go to Morrison Berries, go to some of these places and support our local farmers because it doesn't get any better than this. Right. And, you know, we, a strawberry off the shelf is from that day. At our farm. So it's literally been picked probably between 7 and 10 a.m. And it's on the shelf for you that day. If we have leftover strawberries that are a day, they go into our pies and tarts. And then if they're two days, then they go into our jam. And Mm -hmm. so you are getting the freshest you can get when you do that, when you go directly to your farmer. Right. And thankfully, many of our local grocery stores, they are supporting local as yeah. well. So and not, that's the same, too. And, yeah. and like when you choose to buy local at your grocery store, yeah. you know, our local grocery stores are great, putting us right at the front door when you come in, putting our, our signs up and, and telling them how many kilometers are away. And you see that throughout all the local grocery stores in Huron County. And many often, the same thing with our strawberries, they're picked that morning, sent to the grocery store that morning, and then we're delivering every other day. We have an every other day schedule, so they're usually um, ready to go. One of the things I really appreciated when we came out to pick was that I was able to book a time online to pick because... You know, you, 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 there's the potential, I suppose, that everybody would show up at once and there just isn't room for everybody at once. But we were actually on a schedule and it had all the times listed that you yeah. could go out. I think, did it say how many are you bringing? So you can say we're bringing this many people. Yeah, and then it would extend the time for you based on how many people are coming. And, yeah. you know, it's funny because, um, like, we didn't have that pre-COVID. And then COVID, that was kind of a, a strategy that the Strawberry Association suggested to mm-hmm. just to make, again, you know... When 
when COVID times make the spacing. But yeah, we were able to kind of keep that going because on the one hand, it guaranteed a spot for you to come. You're right. There's a, a mad dash uh, pre-COVID at, at Is that opening still time. in effect? Can you still do that? Yeah, or, yeah? exactly. Yeah. Or call? Yeah, uh, best thing is always to call because okay. you never know right weather in our community. Mm. Just like snow in the wintertime, it could be raining in Lucknow, sunny in Wingham, right. or it could have rained that morning and it just might not be great picking conditions. Um, you know, you're going to be the tallest person in the field. So if it's <laughs> lightning, that's always like a no go. Yeah. Um, so always, always, no matter what, call before you make the drive, because that is my biggest heartbreak is if um, we weren't able to pick strawberries in the morning because of rain and lightning right. and somebody drives 40 minutes and I don't have anything to sell. That's, uh, so always give a, us a call before you make the drive no matter what and, and then I'll save you a spot for sure. Let's tell people how they can connect with Morrison Berry. Social media, websites. Yeah, um, we've got a Facebook page and an Instagram. Those are always the first alerts that go out. Mm -hmm. um, the website, morrisonberries.com. And calling us, 519-528-2900. It's been the same number uh, for my entire lifetime. And yeah, we are open six days a week, Monday to Saturday. So we're well, really you're excited. taking a day off? What the? I know. And always in the beginning of the season, I'm like, we don't need to take this day off. Let people come and pick their own on Sundays. That's fine. Oh, no. And then my brother says, okay, that's cool. The first weekend. What about weekends? Two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. and you wouldn't believe how you sleep till noon. Then on Sundays, yeah. <laughs> skip church. That those how weekends. long are your days? They must be like from if you're working in the dark, like yeah. you said, especially early in the season with the frost and the, yeah. the free, uh, all of that. Yeah, it's like six a.m. to ten p.m. because mm -hmm. you know you're getting up and you're getting ready, and then. We're open eight thirty to seven, but then after the market shuts down, it's you know cleaning up, making sure mm -hmm. you have your bakery supplies ready to go for the next day to make that Crazy. morning easier, and making sure all the boxes are ready to go because uh, the pickers come at at seven a.m. the next morning. So. Wow. Uh, we'll put links for all the social media, so Facebook, Instagram, website, and we'll put the phone number on a photo blog, so yeah, uh, if you. people are looking for that, uh, they can find it. Awesome. Sound good? Thank you. Anything else that I need to know about growing strawberries? No, we're just uh, we're really thankful to the community for supporting us um, through the thick and thin over my entire lifetime, and we're just super thankful to be a part of this great community. Well, I know you work really hard, but you bring a lot of smiles into thank people's you. lives with those uh, fresh strawberries, so thank you. Thank you. And thanks for coming in. Emily Morrison and Morrison Berries. Hey, before we go this week, I want to take a moment just to say thank you for listening. Special thanks to my son, Lion, at LionX Productions for the theme music. I kind of love it. If I'm honest, he's a super talented dude in all things media, websites, social, video, film, and yes, music, all the things. Connect with him at lionx.org. It's L-Y-O-N-X.org. Also, we try to support our chats every week with a photo blog to give you just a little bit more of a visual on the things we're discussing. And we like taking pictures. You can find that at our radio station page. It's cool945.ca. 
cool945.ca to find the A Life That's Good photo page. Click on On Air. Then in the menu that drops down, click my name, Phil Main, and that will take you to a library where you can choose the pictures that you want to look at. Oh, and one more thing before I take off this week, and I don't know why it's hard to ask this, but if there's anything here that you like, anything at all, we would love your help making this new adventure work. If you would please follow or subscribe to our podcast, and you can do that by going to the main show page, just hit the plus sign or click follow. That would mean so much to us. While you're here, feel free to give us a rating or a review or a suggestion. We would also love it if you would share an episode that you like with a friend. This project and you, it means a lot to us, and we want to celebrate a life that's good in Midwestern Ontario. We can't imagine doing that without you. Thanks again so much for being here.